Well, welcome to Shades and Justice podcast. We are very excited to have a very special guest who was actually born outside of our normal United States, all the way from Barbados. And so um, I am just excited to have Miss Keisha with us today. And before I give her the mic, I wanted to share a few things about her. Her resume is pretty exquisite. She has been a model. She uh, has also been an author for, uh, and has made several books, written several books, eight children's books and a novel that is to be released this year. She has attended Wayland Baptist University in Texas and continued her education at South Carolina State University, where she obtained a Bachelor of Science degree in psychology and a Master's of Science degree in transportation from South Carolina State. Keisha is also a former track and field athlete and has represented Barbados meddling in major events in her area and beyond. So Ms. Keisha, welcome. We are so glad you're with us today. I'm going to allow you to share, if you'd like to share a little bit more about you, you're welcome to. And then we're gonna dig right into some questions. Um, we are starting our new series, Breaking Layers of Women in Justice. And so Keisha, you are one of my first guests to attack this issue. So I'm especially excited for your attendance today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. What a dynamic and great introduction. I'm honored to be on your, you know, the podcast and thanks for having me here. Yes, is there anything else you'd like to share? I, I didn't, uh, and at the end of this, we'll let you share some more. I didn't share about your pastries and some of the other things you're doing. You have your own radio show. Just a number, just a very busy, high quality young lady. So you're welcome to share some of the other things that you are doing. Yes, well, thank you very much. Um, everything you have stated in the introduction is all accurate. And I am a very high energy person. I'm a free spirit. I am not a person that love nine to five jobs. I have done it, but it's not my really my thing. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm in multiple areas and I'm very talented, I have many talents. So when you have that much going on, it's very difficult to focus on one area. If I do a nine to five job, I'm still thinking or doing other things during the day, which takes away from my focus and my natural skills, you know, our talents. Mm -hmm. So I find myself spread out, you are thin out when you have so much going on. And if you have so many passions, I have a lot of passion um, in all these areas and I love everything I do. So yes, <laughs> I, do have the, I do have the pastry, the pastry business called Esprit Pastry. I've done the cosmetic line with just the lipsticks called Esprit K Lipstick. And I also went into the apparel business. I'm in the fashion and entertainment business as well, entertainment industry. So people use my services for consultation and connection who may want to go into modeling, um, acting, get with, connect with producers or celebrity vocal or acting coaches. 
So that is just a little bit of it. And along with that, I'm really big. My biggest passion is education. I do a lot in that area with creating curriculums, um, donating books. I also in the area of doing grants too with different places. So I believe in educating. Education is not just the, the book part, but having speeches to people and inspiring them to be better. And that's the same thing with my radio show. The radio show is called the SP Radio Show. And it consists of people like yourself, very educated people. Um, we have a lot of global influencers, Olympians, and people who are also trying to come up as in, in improve, enhance their lives. And they come on the show and they get a chance to promote their brands, their services, along with inspiring people and letting other people know about their journey. So that's what the radio show is. And it's um, national broadcasting through um, WOCS 93.7 FM. And, the, and I originally started with iHeartRadio WDRB Media. So that's, that's some of it. Well, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ms. Keisha, for uh, just introducing yourself. Let's dig right in. So in breaking layers of injustice for women, there are so many topics we could talk about. Akisha, yeah. you told me specifically, and we won't use any names, that you had a friend who had been raped. And uh, since one of your degrees is in psychology, we, we will get to that in just a minute on the psychological effects after rape. But from a friend's viewpoint, could you just describe what happened to your friend and then what was your response after she shared what had happened to her? Well, firstly, she was raped twice by two different people. And she, I was the first person she ever discussed it with. I was surprised after all those years, she said the first person she, she had ever told that to was me. You know, we were, she was driving and I was in the car, was in, you know, and she shared that information with me. I'm looking at her body language and everything. She looked okay, but you can tell that deep down it was still affecting her. And she yes. got to release. She first initially the 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 start for her was letting someone know, you know, letting herself opening up and having that feeling of being able to trust someone to tell them what had happened to her. And um, I was just being naturally myself, not focusing on the psychological part of using your degree or your experience. It was just being an honest and loyal person as I am and um, very, you know, empathizing with her and compassionate because that's who I am. So she felt comfortable that she could open up and tell me more. And like most people who have had that experience, she said she was so ashamed and embarrassed to share with anyone. And she said that after that, she felt so unclean, you know, dirty. She just wanted to go and shower and she felt horrible and that is a psychological problem with many people um I've never been in that space or, sh or should I say in that place in life so I don't know exactly none of us will experience it fully unless we are there but it's not a good place to be mm -hmm. so it was very I, I know she felt great to have someone to help her lift to lift, to lift that burden off but it's still a healing process. And I talked to her and I was loving and caring to her. And, you know, I spoke kind words to her about what was happening. And oh, of course, not forgetting to mention the Most High because 
of all these talks and therapy and everything, the greatest healer is him. The greatest so, healer is who? Him, the most high God. Okay, very good. That That's excellent. So I, I appreciated the fact that you did not judge her. You didn't start doing an interrogation with her. What was she wearing? Was she provocative? Is it something she said? What you said was that you offered compassion and care. In yes, other yes. words, you didn't make the blame her. She was already broken. She was already in great despair. You were just part of the healing process that enabled her to start that healing process. So uh, thank you for that. Now, in your viewpoint, uh, a couple of things you said, she was shamed and embarrassed, even though it wasn't her fault and she felt unclean. From your educational view, what would you say uh, to other women who have felt that way along with your friend? How, how do we get past this stage of feeling so ashamed? What, what would you recommend? What are what are some things that you would think she would need to do? Well, firstly, she would need to come to groups of what happened. Some are still in denial. Um, seek a group of people or a personal counseling that can mm -hmm. help her with that issue. Mm -hmm. But the main thing is, it's okay to say these things, but we all have different experiences in life. And at times the person has to go through that and that's what they feel. They can't feel beautiful or great if they have been, um, their sex was taken or done without their will, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have said that, you know, they feel, feel dirty. And even if you watch the movies, the Lifetime movies, and others, you see how they go straight to the bath and shower. And sometimes they yes. don't tell anyone because they are worried about how society looks at them too. I, yes. as, a, as a younger person, I would say to myself, what is there to be ashamed about? But when you think about it, they're looking at how people are going to ridicule them and people will judge them and also see them as probably dirty because they probably thought, oh, they weren't dressed appropriately or they were in the wrong environment, when really and truly that isn't always the case. This young lady is not that type of person. She's a very nice lady. And um, she just was, I would say, the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, mm -hmm. things happen in parking lots. You go into a parking lot, someone could just come up behind you and interfere with you, or you go to a, a normal party and be friends and you may go and use the bathroom and there it goes. Mm -hmm. well, well, could you describe uh, at all where she was in both of those instances? Um, honestly, I cannot give the details about everything, but from okay. her conversation, because she did not speak on it for very long, okay. um, it was like an open environment where she was like car park or not around people that she even knew. That's okay. what happened, you know? Okay. And, and definitely, I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's because of that, but her nature, she's a very kind-hearted person. And uh -huh. she is very sensitive. She could, she's a type that will cry quickly. So despite she's strong and she gives off this nice thing going on, that may have been an effect from that too. Because some people never heal and some do heal. Yes, that's good, um, Keisha. So I was looking at some of the statistics in America. Um, it says 69% 
of rape victims in the US or women aged between 12 and 34 years old. Was this young lady in that age range? No, she was older than that. Okay. Um, yes. so, so see, we, we get statistics and they may fit and they may not. It also that's so correct. A lot of yes. things don't always fit because what they sometimes put out there for the public, you know, the statistics is not always accurate because everyone doesn't report what happens to them. Yes. So we really yes. don't have yes. accuracy. And was your did your friend um, report either of these rapes? Of course not, because she said she was embarrassed. And I yes. was so I was so sad to hear that she never. I was the first person she ever mentioned it to, so uh -huh. she kept it for many years. And wow. I and I felt good. I still felt good that she could open up to me because, as I stated before, that's for a second. Forget about the psyche and the psychology and the, the education. I have that. Some people say gift where people would just come to me, even strangers, and be telling me their business. They feel comfortable to share their problems with me and they say it's because of my personality or the energy or spirit I give off. So mm -hmm. that probably had a lot to do with it too, you know. Mm -hmm. I also saw another statistic that said 70% of women commit suicide every day in the U.S. following an act of sexual violence. So I'm so thankful that your friend, after all those years, did share with you and did not take her life. Um, yes. So that, the, the, it's just good that you're that type of person and you look like somebody that we might want to share. Either I'd be real intimidated because of your beauty and all that, or uh, I would want to just sit down and have a conversation with you. So you you were able to make her feel loved and, and accepted. And as women, we need more women like you, Keisha, who can take the time out of their busy schedules and just sit and listen and hear the pain of a sister, uh, of a friend, and then be able to offer words of comfort. And sometimes I don't have the words, but I, I'm really good that if they want a hug, I can do that. Uh, I can certainly listen. I can certainly find resources in the community that can help. So thank you again for being a, a friend that uh, was able to help this young lady. You're welcome. Definitely. There are many side, I call them side effects from those traumatic um, experiences. Mm -hmm. Definitely what you stated is correct. And there's so many, um, they withdraw from other people. They, some are very suicidal and some actually change their interests in sexuality or they may turn to being a bisexual or lesbians. That's a big yes. issue. People yes. don't know that. It happens a lot. Yes. I, I absolutely agree with that. I had a very, uh, very, very, very close friend who had been sexually molested by a friend of the family. Yes. And yes. they were afraid to tell the family and it but they struggled with their gender identity after that. Um, then after several years, they came back and said, okay, I am female and I'm gonna remain female. So I was 
very uh, happy to see. But just think this was, this caused that type of psychological damage, uh, the trauma, the post-traumatic stress, all of that. Uh, working. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I was saying, yes, the, the PTSD, they become very confused and they're very, some of them can have many mood swings, moody people. Yes. So they yes. deal with a lot, and only if you're in that space, you can under, fully understand, or some people will say overstand, but you know, it's it's a rough situation and I wouldn't want that for anyone. Absolutely not. Uh, this same friend of mine uh, got heavily involved both in drugs and alcohol to kind of deaden the pain. And I, at the time, I didn't really understand, but now I do. It affects your self-esteem, how you feel about yourself. You, you mentioned that earlier. And it's difficult when um, you've been violated and you've tried to keep it a secret and all of that stuff is bottled up inside of you with nowhere to, to get rid of it. Yes. And yeah, so, yeah. wow, uh, this is people, powerful people stuff. Judge. So People judge you. People judge yes. people. That's why I always stay on my show when I had this conversation too, that people should not... We, we, as generally speaking, love to judge, but we don't always know the background where a person might get involved with drugs or what. You don't know what they've yes. been doing. And if they think that is their only alternate to, to thing to turn to. Yes, yes. And so you mentioned earlier, we have to turn to him. And then you said, God Almighty. But what if, what if the person who sexually assaulted you was someone in the church? someone in leadership at the church. Mm -hmm. um, I think too often we judge God by who's at the church, by who's preaching the word. That is not God. They uh, are often those who say they are sent by God. Um, so what, what would be your response to that? Well, firstly, um, a lot of people who are in the church aren't even, the church is supposed to be the people as in, the humans, but yes. um, a lot happens in the church. You see that a lot on the news and the records show even a lot of the, 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 the ministers, they molest, even the opposite sets are the same sets. So yes. when these situations happen and people look up and they put too much trust into the minister more than uh -huh. into God. So it becomes like if their God is the, the person who was heading the church. So yes. of course that happening with that psyche, that mentality, they're going to believe that, you know, there's no hope because they think, why if this is happening in church, that is um, useless or there's no hope. So that is a major problem. Yes. They become very vulnerable by the dependency of the pastors. Um, and of course, it's good to look up to the pastors to adhere to that which is in the scriptures, according to the word of God. But when pastors step out of that and begin to walk in flesh, uh, then we have to be real careful and uh, not become a victim uh, of the leadership at the church. So thank you for those words. And, and this, is, this is the thing. Not all pastors are bad. In fact, so many are excellent, excellent at not just giving the word, providing the word, but living the example of the word of God, not just being a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word, leading the flock and feeding the flock and able to be compassionate and loving 
to those have been, that have been sexually assaulted. So I definitely want to say that I appreciate that so much. I love what you said. We cannot confuse the pastor as being God. Yeah. <laughs> Our pastor did not create the earth, the world. Yeah. Amen. It was not the pastor. It was God Almighty. And so for someone who might say, well, why did God allow this? Why did God do this to me? What would you say to them? Well, that's a, I won't say it's a hard to give an answer to that, but that is a question. If anything happens later or anything bad in life, the first thing we ask is why God allow it, but he, he does allow it. Sometimes these things are actual, actually retribution. People don't speak about those things. And those things are generational curses. And yes. sometimes yes. it may be that follow from one person in the family to the other. Or it yes. could be something that you, as in generally speaking, have done and it has come back to you in a different form or the same way. So mm -hmm. those are some of the factors I would say on the spiritual level that people may not be aware of. Mm -hmm. So you have to question yourself or, or, or ask what was done in the past or generationally too, because I know people who have, that has happened to them, their children and their grandchildren. It's a yes, cycle. I've seen it. I've seen that too. Um, and yes. I, I know another scripture that says, <clears throat> excuse me, that the devil comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. So that's what the enemy is all about. He's all about destroying um, that person inside of you that God wants to elevate and be a part of his kingdom. And yeah. so um, that's where the blame really should go. But back to the question, why would God allow it? We don't, we don't know the answer to that. But we do know this God can definitely heal. God can actually be the avenger. Uh, whoever has done this um, assault to you, remember God says vengeance is mine and, and it is our responsibility to forgive those who have trespassed or raped us or has lied to us or has done anything to us. It is our responsibility to forgive them. You might not do it right now, and I understand that because some things have happened to me in the past. It took me a while before I was yes. able to forgive. I agree. I something I, I, I'm still working on some of that. So all are just yeah. So we just know you're you're not alone. Those who are listening to this podcast, you are not alone, and um, it's so exciting to know that even when it looks like God has neglected you or God wasn't there for you, that he never leaves you or forsakes you, that he's there right now to heal us, to start that healing process as we begin to lean on him. So that's very exciting to me also. So um, I want to ask you, uh, what are five tips or two or three tips that you want to give to women uh, that may need help in this healing process? Yes. A couple would be um, definitely to seek help. Mm -hmm. There are so many organizations out there in your respective states, or even if you're not within America, wherever you may be residing, you can mm -hmm. get help from um, there are some, in some mental facilities. Because you may go to mental facilities that mean you're crazy. Some people think that they associate that, you know, Turn with that, but you can get assistance from or go to a psychologist or you know counselor, 
Some mm-hmm. may need to even go to psychiatrists, depending on how 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 aggressive this the situation is and how they dealt with it. That's uh-huh. one way, or you can get your peers, your friends, your family to come in and do the same thing. But definitely, you may need some professional help. Yes, absolutely. There are uh, eight hundred. Uh, well, I, I won't say that. It, I will say it like this: there are hotlines. For you. you to call, there are 800 numbers, meaning yes. it's 1-800-whatever, like 1-800-sexual assault uh, or 1-800-domestic-violence, whatever. But just go, just Google it on your phone, find that number and call in. And yes. that could be the beginning. If you don't want to see the person, you don't have to. You can just do it online and nobody can see anybody. That may be a, a, a start. If there is a close friend or or family person that you really trust, and when I say that you really trust, I mean somebody that's not toxic, that always uh, has a negative spin on everything, I wouldn't share with that person because you need someone that can love on you. And someone you can confide in that doesn't go out there and tell the whole world and talk to other people. You know, yes. the, it's the name and everything. That is not a good thing to do because they right. confine you to, you know, I say a form of secrecy to not open up and state too much information or anything. Yes. And Ms. Keisha, um, what organization would you recommend to women for support or help following a sexual assault, especially if they do not trust the police or the law enforcement? Yes, ma'am. There's so many, there are thousands of organizations out there. I was thinking about the, I call it RAIN, which is R-A-I-N-N. And it was actually what you were speaking about just now in relation to the hotline. That is a good yes. place. To start. I figured that would be, a. I didn't give them a specific place, but that is a good way to start. You call them and you speak to them and they direct you in the right path. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was excellent. I was looking at that website not too long ago and learned a lot. I learned a lot. I just, uh, I, in fact, I was so impressed with the website. I contacted the organization, see how I could get involved. R as in uh, reach, A as in Apple, I as in innocent, and then NN as in no, no. That is the. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, alphabets to go in and look for that particular uh, resource. Okay, now Keisha, I promised to uh, give you some time to share a little bit about your organization, and you did a little bit of that on the front end of this conversation. Would you mind giving your website uh, address and maybe your email address to our audience in the event they'd like to get in touch with you? Your pastries look amazing. It's a, it's not often that you find women with your uh, different abilities that are able to cook and do pastries. So I'm pretty excited. I have not tasted your pastries yet, but I'm looking forward to it in the very near future. So how can we get in contact with you? Thank you. Well, I have a website and that website is the three W's, www.efmci.biz, 
um, E as in Eric, F as in fashion, M as in marketing, C as in consulting, and I as in indigo, dot biz, B as in boy, I as in indigo, and Z or Z as in zebra. That is that is my website, but I still have another updated, upgraded um, website. I'm waiting for the professionals in the UK to possibly have that done by next week because they're completing that. So you can get more information and see more. You know, it's more modern. So that is what yes. I'm still using. You can contact me there. Um, my number, <laughs> I don't know. I don't guess I'm going to give the number, but um, I have so many emails. Message. I'll go with the Gmail. This email, South Carolina, the South Carolina services at gmail.com. So you spell the word South Carolina services with the S at the end services at gmail.com. So you can. Well, thank you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's it. And as, as I said, I have over 15 to 18 options of pastries, but um, I don't have all of them on that particular website. And, um, I have people who sh I ship to different states. Um, some supermarkets are interested and they're ready for that too, that level. And I have some other things going on with my children's books. I have four children's books. They're a series of the Serena series. And then I have the poetry books, which these books have been used in the school system, you know, and also they cater for adults too. They can be used as gifts or they can be used as inspirational or for any purpose they're on amazon barnesandnobles.com they're on different websites so if anyone may be interested in any of my products or my apparel or anything or my consultation with fashion or anything they can reach out to me contact me so I thank you. okay well what a delightful delightful podcast. This has been a wonderful interview with you. Thank you for sharing your friend with us and just sharing with us how we can be compassionate and loving because they don't need any more trauma or shame put on them. Uh, this is the beginning of the breaking through layers of injustice for women. Mm -hmm. What an awesome beginning. We went right to the core of what do you do? How do we help our sister if she's been raped? All right, Keisha, you have a wonderful day. Thank and, you. And uh, thank you again. You did an excellent job. We look forward to talking to you again soon. And I will be in touch with you. All right, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.